Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. and welcome to the world in sport I'm Vinnie Wiley this week some big names miss out as Tonga and Fiji name their November rugby tour squads and we hear from PNG Kumul's captain David Mead in the lead up to the Rugby League World Cup but first the Tonga Rugby Union is now without a board chairman president and chief executive after the Supreme Court ruled amendments made to the union's constitution at a meeting last year were unlawful the AGM in May 2016 was called by the interim chair and president at the time, Fe'a Vunipula, where members were asked to vote on various amendments to the constitution. Among those was an amendment to allow changes to the constitution by a majority vote, rather than by 75% of representatives at the meeting. Former Tonga Rugby Union Chief Executive Officer Fuka Kiteke Aho says the judge ruled that threshold was not met, and any subsequent amendments, including the appointment of then Prime Minister Akalisi Pohiva as TRU President, and the removal of members' rights to elect the President, were deemed unlawful, as they only passed by a bare majority. The interim CEO, Fea Wunipola, was the chairman of the meeting at the time, and I think he was confused on, um, on when he was hosting the meeting that... Um, the 75% required by the initial constitution, uh, that's how they would pass the amendment first before they used the second, the requirement of the second constitution. Uh, they, uh, they just went ahead and passed the amendment uh, without a 75% uh, majority. And now following the ruling by the High Court, uh, the initial constitution is now back to being valid. Yes. The second constitution now in the ballot, so now we're all back to square one with the initial constitution. And so we're in a unique position where the Tonga Rugby Union doesn't have a CEO, they don't have a president, and they don't have a chairman. Uh, that's right. That's what we have at the moment. That's what we have at the moment. And we, uh, uh, because we have an, a parliamentary election coming up in November 16, and I, I, I think everybody kind of busy. The meeting is pushed back to December, sometime early December. We should have a, a meeting, and that's the role of the um, AG to come in and do. And so the Attorney General, who is a former chairman of the Tonga Rugby Union, Miniasi Kefu, so he is taking some form of leadership role, or World Rugby have been in contact with him? He was also uh, representing uh, World Rugby within the board, and that was his role when I was there. Um, and he was still... Uh, a representative of World Rugby. So I, I guess uh, World Rugby will go ahead with the proposal uh, and, and use Amenasi. Uh, we hope so. This is another pivotal moment in, in Tongan rugby history, isn't it? Because it was only you know, five, six years ago where uh, the ordinance expired and the new Tonga Rugby Union constitution came into being. Uh, so, um, you know, we have more upheaval. Are you confident that going forward we can get some stability long-term in Tongan rugby? Yes, um, I, I'm, I'm confident. We, we are almost there. The, 
the problem with John Bradbury uh, is that there were no manuals uh, to follow, like uh, administration and operation, financial manuals, for everybody to operate on the same team. After when Fiao came in in the first interim, the first board meeting, that he managed in, uh, to uh, and some of the guys to push me out of the union. I, I had all the manuals ready, you know, for that uh, following year. Just finished completing all the manuals. That's the for, end. That's, for the, yeah, that's the end of 2015. That's right. That initial case you talked about. Are you still considering? That's right. The initial, the initial case that we put aside. Yeah. That, uh, uh, yes, but um, I see. <laughs> Um, but now we have got, got rid of him. Uh, I'm busy at the moment, so mm. we'll, we'll somehow get around to it. Yeah, alrighty, okay. I think when uh, when I, when they have some money. Yeah. Do, do you um? I mean, do, do, do you have any idea who might put their name forward to be chair or to be CEO or to be president? Are there any names that are keen or any people in the rugby community that you think would do a good job? There are a few guys. But I don't want to, you know, say any name at the moment. But I, I rather leave, I, I rather leave it to the um, to the meeting, the AGM to choose. But yeah. there, there's only a few people who can probably uh, be able to take the position yeah. up because we really need to put Tonga Rugby back on track. That's the former Tonga Rugby Union Chief Executive Officer Fuka Kitekeaho. A handful of frontline players have been allowed to skip Tonga's end-of-year rugby tour but head coach Totoi Kefu says such allowances will not be permitted in future for those wanting to attend the World Cup. Flanker Jack Ram, props Siegfried Fisi-Ihoi, Sua Hala Nukunuka and Phil Kite and Lok Jotuina have been omitted from the Ikaletahi squad to play the Barbarians, Japan and Romania next month following discussions with the coaching staff. So most of those players that you, that you mentioned are in a transition mode going from Super Rugby to European teams, uh, namely the French teams. So we've let them, um, um, they weren't available because they wanted to, to put their best foot forward there. Some of them were only on only contracts for one-year contracts, so they, they wanted to put their best feet forward for their club. So we've allowed that. Gives another opportunity to someone else, and, and that's probably a positive in, in, in many ways, where we can have a look at all these other players. But uh, you know, move starting from next year, you know, we've got we've got a two-year plan running into the World Cup. You know, those players who are probably not going to make themselves available from then on. Uh, probably will start to get a black mark against their name. I will let that be known to them, um, and I'll definitely let that be known to this squad while on camp. But those players who have withdrawn, yeah, they'll, they'll know in, in, in time coming. No, no what? Sorry. Uh, so they'll know that uh, if they do make themselves unavailable for the Kalitahi from, from next year on, um, that they, you know, their, their place in the Rugby World Cup squad could be jeopardised. The fact that they're not a part of this in the, uh, November tour squad, was that a mutual discussion between you and the players, or or, or did they make yes. themselves unavailable? Yeah, no, it was a mutual discussion. You know, we always, because we can't give them, because we, they don't get a lot from, from us in terms of um, 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 finance, um, we always give the players the choice to the player to what they want to do, and so we had a mutual discussion about what they wanted to do and what was best for them, and, and, and their decision was to stay with that club for now. 
but obviously um, we'll be taking probably a little bit harder stance on that from next year on. In terms of the guys that we've discussion and, and an agreement was um, uh, Suahala Nukunuku, Sigrid Fisahoy, and Jack Ram. There was also another prop, Phil Kitte, and also uh, a lock by the name of um, Joe Tui now. Okay, so so some of the players, you've obviously got some new caps. You've got the likes of uh, Halane Olika, uh, last played at the World Cup in 2015. Uh, Paya yeah. Fanunu back, uh, Siona Lea's back, uh, uh, a couple of others as well. I know Mama Vaipulu, you mentioned uh, mid-year, how he was a key player that, that was unavailable through injury. So you've got him back in the squad. Talk me through some of the players that are back and, and some of the new new names and, and what impressed you about them. Okay, so just in that front row, uh, you know, Ben's back. Halani, uh, as you mentioned, he's played for us before. Um, I was involved with in 2011. He's with him in the World Cup squad. He's a powerful scrummager, and so is Bayafat Nunu, who's a monster of a man. One of our strengths we're looking towards the World Cup is a big scrum, powerful scrum. So um, we're playing the likes of Argentina, uh, France, and England. So. Uh, it's good to have a look at those players again. Ben Termafuna comes back as well, and, and we all know how good he can be. We look at the second row there. We've got a, a young fella, uh, Onehunga Havili, who's running around the NRC now uh, for Perth. He's a big man. Uh, he can shift between lock and back row. So looking forward to him playing. In the back row, uh, we got Shonevay Pulu, who's, who used to play, used to be in the Chiefs program. So, come from a very good program. He's playing his trade now in France. Um, I'm looking very much looking forward to to him playing. If he shows the form that he that he displayed when he played with the Chiefs, you definitely think he'd be in that back row mix for the World Cup. Um, the young open side there, Fotu Lokotui. Uh, who plays at Counties, and he, he's had a very good year in the ITM Cup, um, and even club rugby before that was a standout player in that Counties uh, competition. Um, if you have a look at the back line there, we've got a, there's a young, um, young number nine there, Suke, who plays at university in Japan. So um, those, those positions in the halves, we don't have many options, so... Uh, it'd be good to have a look at Suke. Um, he's a traditional, real traditional Japanese halfback. Uh, very quick. So that's um, that's very unlike what we normally have as a Tongan profile halfback. Um, he's actually quite mobile, so looking forward to him playing. Uh, and then just in the back line, we've just got some of the same names there. Um, we've given Toulouse a little bit of a rest, but if there's any injuries, um, we can call upon him. Um, also in the back row, there's uh, there's a player in the shadow squad that his name's not there, Nasi Manu, who, as you know, um, he won a he won a Super Rugby uh, with the Highlanders uh, as captain. So he's he's making himself available for Tonga. So um, he's playing in Italy now. But uh, if there's an injury in the back row, um, we're definitely going to call him into the mix. In all normal circumstances, would they make a full strength squad, or are you? Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, Nasi Manu, we, we're not too sure because he's just come back from a shoulder injury. But we also have in that shadow squad for that back row, uh, Valentino Mapapalangi. Um, you, I mean, if we had to pick a, the strongest, uh, definitely Mapapalangi and Toulouse would definitely make the squad.
only those two. We're just giving him a little bit of a rest so that we can have a look at uh, these other players. So th- this is probably this tour is probably an opportunity to do that. That's Tonga rugby coach Toto Kefu. Six members of the Fijian Indrua have been called up to the Flying Fijians rugby squad, while Namani Nandolo has missed the cut for next month's tour to the Northern Hemisphere. Head coach John McKee says they want to build on the momentum that saw them retain the Pacific Nations Cup and qualify for the 2019 World Cup in Japan. Since our excellent campaign over the June-July Test Match Series, we're, we're really focused on stepping our performance up for the, for the November Tour, You know, where I think we, we set ourselves a good high benchmark across those tests during the year. But the, the important thing for us now is to step up, I think, to another level in November. Our medium term to long-term ambition is, is our, our Rugby World Cup campaign and, and, and to be successful in 2019, we have to you know, improve on, on um, each assembly we have and, and make the most of it all the time we have together. For, for us, I think it's um, you know, a very good start against Italy. We know that'll be a big challenge um, you know, to play them in Italy, uh, you know, they'll be they'll be a, a tough opposition for us here and they'll be hurting a little bit coming off our close win in Suva early in the year. But I think, you know, for our players, you know, they can approach the November Tour with some confidence, you know, knowing that we've been successful against Italy early in the year, that we can really, really take them on in that first game. And, and you know, I'd, I'd hope that, you know, with our, with our pre-tour camp and our, and our preparation for, for the Italian game, you know, with a successful performance there, you know, we can carry some momentum towards um, towards Ireland. You know, we want to test ourselves against the best. And you know, in the past 12 months, you know, Ireland have beaten both the top two teams in, in New Zealand and, and England. So Ireland's going to be a true measure of how our progress is going. And uh, talk me through some of the new faces in your team, because I guess with the advent of the Fijian and Drua, I, I know a few of those boys have already played for the national team, but... Uh, it means that a lot of your players, especially the locals, are playing at a level that that, that they previously weren't. The majority, you know, it's it's great to finally finally get them playing in the Australian NRC. We, you know, we've been working towards it for a number of years, and I think it took about three years from the time it was first sort of discussed to, to it actually coming to fruition. And that's going to be, you know, a very very important team I think for us in, in developing our our local players to the international level. A very important stepping stone. For them, and, and you know, we, we've seen them play with excellent form this year, and you know, and we really hope they can carry that on, and, and you know, make the playoffs for that competition, and, and really give it a good shake-up. But you know, on, on the form of that competition, six of those players have been selected for the November Tour. Four of them have played for for the national team previously, and um, there's, there's two new caps amongst that group. And uh, also, you obviously still have players scattered throughout the likes of the NPC in New Zealand as well, the the Mitotean Cup. So, um, you know, quite a consistent, on, on top of that, and your players over in Europe, there's, you know, a consistent uh, sort of a spread now of players playing at, you know, a pretty high level domestically. Well, certainly, you know, the, the, you know our overseas players, you know, I, I see each season that, you know, more and more of our, our overseas players are, are playing regularly for the, for the um, first team selection in, in you know, both top 14 and and the Aviva Premiership in the Northern Hemisphere and, and you know, I, I see a lot of players coming through through the Mitre 10 Cup now who are, who are you know starting to hit their straps you know young, younger guys and and you know it's, it's um, a big challenge to keep abreast with all these players but certainly the future for Fiji um, holds well with, with, with all, all, all the good players I see coming through but you know in, in terms of November prop up there with Northland um 
Apati Renakama, you know, showing excellent form with uh, this Northland team this year, and, and he, he's uh, a new player to our squad for this tour. And uh, what's, what's the situation with uh, Nemanja Nandolo? Because he, he was obviously injured or had the head issues uh, in June and, and didn't take part in those series, but he's uh, on standby for this tour. So is he just not selected, or? Oh, look, look, the money's, you know, he's, he's fighting his way back in to, towards the Flying Fijians, and, you know, he desperately, you know, wants to continue representing the Flying Fijians. But, you know, I just feel when you, when you look at look at our depth of wingers, and, and the money had three months off with the AIDS and concussions issues, so he, he, he missed our series over, over June and July, and, you know, he had three months out of the game, non-contact. So he, he, he's back playing at Montpellier. He's been scoring some, some good tries, but we feel just at the moment he's, He's maybe just a little bit off the pace, off off his best game. But he's a player which which I see. You know, I, I think you know with with his form, he'll he'll certainly come back into the mix going towards the future. And you know, as as I said to him, you know, there's a lot of rugby between now and the November tour. And you know, and he'll he'll be one of the first players called up if we if we have an injury in the back division. That's the Fiji rugby coach John McKee. Excitement is building in Papua New Guinea with less than two weeks until the start of the Rugby League World Cup. The Kumuls defeated Fiji 10-0 and were beaten 20 points to four by Australia in an international tri-series in Suva at the weekend. All three of their pool matches are on home soil in Port Moresby, starting with Wales next weekend. And Captain David Mead says they can't wait. Pretty big year in PNG. Uh, Obviously the Hunters are doing really well. Uh, going on to win the Queensland Cup Grand Final. Uh, that's a huge success for the country, and because uh, there's three World Cup games, you know, especially to have it at home in front of our fans is you know something that people of uh, Papua New Guinea are really excited about and uh, they're really looking forward to. And uh, you know the players are certainly excited about that as well. So you know, it's uh, exciting times for the country um, for the next uh, month, and uh, you know hopefully we put in a good performance to you know show our nation that um, you know how much we rug- love rugby league. You know, for the NRL or Super League based players that you know you guys don't get to be in PNG as often, and you guys are obviously living offshore. What does it mean to to come home to Port Moresby and and to PNG and and see the local fans and, and have that sort of interaction? Yeah, well, it means everything to us. Obviously, we've got um, some family here, um, our family in PNG and overseas. But you know, whenever the whenever we put the PNG colours on, we've got just a huge amount of support from our family network. Um, in, inside of PNG and outside as well. So, now, yeah, I know it means a lot to the players. It means a lot to myself uh, that we get to get this opportunity because not many people do. And uh, now, um, and I know the boys are really excited about um, being part of the World Cup and representing our country. And, uh, and and what do you feel about the additions to the squad? You've got obviously the likes of yourself that have been there before coming back. Uh, you've got all the the local boys, and then. Uh, you know, someone like Gary Lowe and, and Paul Ayton, you know, haven't been a part of the team for a little while and they come back in and uh, and then obviously the likes of Lachlan Lamb, etc. you know, new guys into the team that have, you know, played their way in. So it's an interesting mix. Yeah, it is. Man. You know, we've got a majority of the squad still to the Hunters players and you've got a couple of guys, you know, obviously Paulie, Gary, as you said, and uh, yeah, young Lamy coming in. So a pretty good mix of um, guys. I know that, uh, you know, we've had a couple of sessions together and um, you know we've been training really well together, mixing well. So, and what what expectations do you put on yourselves as a team? I actually the expectation of ourselves and the team is to you know go out and give our best. If you want to win all those full games at home, but you know, as long as we know that we go out and give our best and uh, and play to our potential, um, that's what's going to uh, matter to the team the most. And I suppose it's pretty interesting. You would have obviously seen all the uh, 
players that have made their selections for the likes of Tonga and Samoa, Fiji, etc. Jared, Hain, uh, you know, over there and all the Tamalolo, etc. Whereas PNG, you guys, I guess maybe it's a little bit different, isn't it? But, um, you know, there's um, no no dramatic late selections or anything for you guys, but it's quite that, that core, that, that solid core and, and unit that's been together a little while. I probably won't speak for all the other countries. That's uh, a personal decision for a lot of those players, and uh, whatever they decide is, I guess, um, up to them to you know who they play for. Because you know, they're obviously from both those countries, so they get an option. And you know, kind of similar to a lot of the PNG players as well. Got a bit of you know half PNG and half Aussie, and, and a couple of other countries there. So right now we've got a good mix of boys who are um, you know proud to play for PNG whenever they put on that jersey, and uh, you know, I know they're. You know, going to be very proud when they run out in front of our uh, home crowd. That's the PNG Rugby League captain David Mead and that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. Thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.